best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball. Hey, it's Jamie Moore here. You're on the Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast with you on offtheball.com every Wednesday. You can also watch all our interviews on youtube.com forward slash offtheball. I'm very happy to welcome Martin Russell to the studio, former UCD Bray Wanderers and Limerick manager and also Sean Russell who's played in the league for a number of clubs and, and most recently with Limerick and we have a, an exclusive story to tell you as well and we're going to be welcoming on the phone in just a second Barry Hogan from the Limerick Independent Football Trust. Sean and Martin, welcome. First, how are you? How are you, Jamie? Yeah, good. Thanks yeah, for coming thanks in. For so, Sean, you were in with us earlier in the season to tell us your story about a knee injury, Limerick operations, money, rehab and so on. So for people who missed that, just give us a brief overview of, of what you told us then and what's happened since. Yeah, so uh, originally when I came in, we um, we discussed the incident that had happened. I picked up an injury playing for Limerick against that loan back in March 29th um, and uh, it required some uh, immediate surgery. And uh, from there, then it just kind of uh, it was a difficult enough road um, with the incident where the checks had bounced for the surgery and been billed on to me. Um, and since then, it's just kind of been trying to trying to resolve that solution and move on with my second operation, which is needed. Um, so it's it's five months now. Um, I still haven't got my second second operation. I, I still have the the um, the bills being sent to me, not the club, and um, I, I obviously reached out for a little bit of help on the matter, and since then I haven't really got any positive feedback. Um, uh, so I'm kind of in the same situation I was when I when I previously came into you. Yeah. So since then, you've been trying to get Limerick the club at the time to pay for the operation it hasn't happened. You were also owed expenses. Those checks bounced and. You're in a situation now where, at the moment, Sports Surgery Clinic and Santry are still chasing you for like over four grand, isn't it? Yeah, so it's um, four thousand one hundred fifty is the um, clini- the clinic's fee. Now, my understanding was that there was also a surgeon fee as well, and I, and I believe that hasn't been paid either. Um, it was two separate payments. Um, the bill I received was for the four thousand one hundred fifty, but there's also a surgeon's fee there as well, which uh, when I spoke to the clinic recently, they informed us that that hasn't been paid. So there was two separate payments and. Neither of them been paid. Um, they they were paid by the club, and obviously it bounced, and uh, it was it was my name on the bill, and I was the one who had the surgery done, and they got billed to me, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, I'm still still just trying to um, get some sort of uh, conclusion to the matter and move on with my second surgery, but that hasn't been the case yet. Yeah, and we'll talk more about your, your rehab and, and plans to be back on the pitch soon. But happy to welcome on the phone, as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, the man, a uh, Limerick fan and also uh, one of the main men in the Limerick Independent Football Trust. His name is Mr. Barry Hogan. Barry, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Jamie. I'm good now. Thank you very much. Barry, thanks for having a chat with us. Now, this is an exclusive for Off the Ball. And I haven't spoken to Martin and Sean over the last number of weeks. This has been something that's been in the pipeline for a while. What are you guys going to do for Sean? Um, well, we... We were obviously all present for most of us at the game he got injured in. It was bad tackle. Um, I guess none of us were surprised it, it was probably going to end Sean's season. Um, but we learned much later, uh, it was during the summer, that uh, actually it could have a bigger impact on him, um, particularly for the rest of his career. Uh, we <clears throat> heard that uh, he wasn't able to get on with the second surgery because of an outstanding uh, bill. and. That's obviously when we became interested. Uh, we knew there were discussions going on with various stakeholders, and obviously we hoped there would be a positive outcome from that. But um, recently we heard that uh, nothing had happened. So we got together about uh, 10 days ago. We, we had a meeting. Um, we proposed uh, paying for the uh, first surgery that uh, Sean's talking about. Um, <clears throat> we had a vote that passed unanimously. 
So um, we got the invoice. I think uh, Sean passed it on to one of our guys. Um, we had to get a check written because our bank account, we don't actually pay for online services and things like that because obviously members' funds are uh, precious. Uh, so we had to get a check signed, had to get a couple of uh, signatures on it yesterday. That happened yesterday. And uh, I'm told that uh, the check was sent up to the clinic uh, this morning. So uh, hopefully that gets up there and maybe clears the way for Sean to get on with his rehab and um, uh, that we see him back playing football uh, in the near future. Yeah, fantastic stuff, Barry, and an unbelievable gesture from you guys to do that for Sean. And we mentioned there that you know the outstanding bill is over four thousand euros, aside from the surgeon's fee as well. That's not a small amount of money for you guys to you know be able to come up with and to write a check for. So how have you actually been able to come up with, with that money and and you know again to be able to support Sean in this way in, in the last couple of days really? Um, well, we, we were lucky enough in that we had uh, the money in our funds at that point. Uh, we didn't have to go out looking for it, but um, obviously we'd welcome anybody else to get in touch to try and help further. Uh, we're, uh, we're called Limerick Independent Football Trust. We were set up in 2015. Uh, we're registered with the CRO as a company limited by guarantee. Uh, so you become a member, you pay a, uh, a membership fee, it's like 120 euros for the year. Um, so it, it's not a lot, it's sort of an affordable way for regular supporters to actively engage and get a sense of uh, ownership of their club. And you know, if you get strong enough, you might even be able to help uh, shape its direction. Um, <clears throat> but the most important thing is it, it's one member, one vote, and the expenditure requires a vote. Uh, we are independent from the club. That, that's not to say that some of our members don't actively uh, volunteer and help with our match night, but it's important to be independent so that we can make our own choices. Um, usually we'd probably like to support the club from outside, uh, either by giving direct support through specific purchases or, or indirectly, as is more the case with Sean here. So just through our uh, membership, uh, we had the money to be able to pay for this, and we're obviously delighted to be able to do it. Um, you know, we're we're there for the the long term benefit of senior soccer in the area, and, and what's good for that, and and obviously helping our players who go out and put on our jersey, who go out and try hard. Uh, you know, we expect them to be talented. We expect them to put themselves at risk on the pitch, and the supporters in the stands who really ultimately own clubs, uh, they need to know that their players will be okay. And, and more importantly, uh, the players need to know if something happens to them out on that pitch, that they will be okay too. Um, so that's, uh, that's basically it. And, and hopefully Sean gets back playing. It would be great if he plays with Limerick again. If not, uh, you know, happy for him to play with any other club as well. It's just important that our players looked after and that they're in a good environment and uh, the supporters can feel okay about that. Yeah, and I have Sean and Mark beside me in the studio, and you might want to just say a quick word to Barry. It's it's the first time that we've heard this story, Sean, and I know it's been a, a massive pressure on you and your family, this bill standing over you. So for, for the Limerick Independent Supporters Trust, Football Trust, to do this for you is a, a, a massive boost, and I'm sure you want to say thanks. Yeah, um, definitely. Thanks. Thank you very much. It's been it's, it's an amazing gesture. Um, it's a huge weight off my shoulders um, getting that kind of help, and um, just it kind of goes to show you that like there's, there's people out there that want to help, and they have uh, really good intentions about the league and they love the league and you know there's a lot of love there for the league and 
people like Barry reaching out and helping is is massive in my case and um, it's, it's it's really helped me mentally and over the last few weeks and communicating with the guys and just kind of giving me a little bit of hope towards getting it resolved has been been massive and I really appreciate it. I can't tell you how enough I appreciate it. And Martin, just for you as well, a word of thanks to Barry? Yeah, very much so. I mean, Barry and, and John Hannon had been talking to Sean and they've been trying to keep updated with his situation and they've shown an interest from the, the minute he sustained the injury, which, um, you know, has been comforting. And then to come through with this gesture um, is very admirable and we thank him. Um, I, I still don't think that, um, you know, the Limerick Independent Football Trust should be bailing out um, other organisations who have a bigger responsibility in what actually happened to Sean. But we do thank him and, um, you know, we'll, we'll meet up sometime and um, hopefully, um, as I say, Limerick, it's, it's, it, it happened to Sean at Limerick. My fear is that it could happen to a player at any club. And, um, um, but for the time being, we, we thank Barry. Great stuff. Barry Hogan, thanks a million. Enjoy the rest of your day. Well done. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care. And I suppose, Martin, as well, it, you know, it's a fantastic gesture from the Limerick Independent Football Trust, but at the same time, they shouldn't be having to do this. And I wouldn't have thought so, Jamie. That, 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 and my, my problem, again, having, you know, I'm mostly here as a father, um, and Sean's got, you know, the 100% support of his family. But equally, you know, I've been 35 years in the game, um, played in the UK, in Northern Ireland, um, and back home here. And I just think it's, you know, it's shameful and scandalous what's actually happened. And my fear is that could happen again unless safeguards are put in place. Um, you know, I've only I've been unfortunate to have probably two two bad injuries where I've been hospitalised, and the club I was at looked after me from the minute those injuries happened. Um, but in Sean's case, that didn't happen for whatever reason. Um, and you know, the, the the football club have an active responsibility, and nor do I believe the football association who who run the clubs, who give the licences out, and you know, it hasn't happened that they've. Um, They've, they've governed and shown leadership in this matter as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, if those headphones are joining guys, you might pop them out, you're getting a small bit of feedback as well, thanks. So, um, I, I suppose you're looking at this from, from a manager's point of view, Martin, you said you're Sean's dad, but you've also managed in the league for a number of years and played in it. In your understanding, what are League of Ireland clubs obliged to do if a player on their watch, under contract, playing for them or training for them, Gets injured. Well, my my understanding, you know, there's a, there's obviously um, players should be insured when they take to the field for their club. But you're talking about the second tier of Irish football. Um, it's a professional arena that's made up in the first division of probably 50 over 50 percent amateur players. And you know, to be fair to um, Steve McGuinness and um, the PFAI, I don't think Sean would be in the situation he's in now if he remained a pro. Sean has been a pro um, before, prior to going to America. When he came back from America, he, he kept an amateur status. Um, but um, it shouldn't be the case that an amateur player gets injured and doesn't get looked after, whereas a professional player on the same team gets injured and gets looked after. That shouldn't be the case. Um, and my feelings are, you know, as, as a professional that's been in the game, it needs to, his case should have been addressed long before now. It hasn't been to any satisfaction. And um, going forward in the future to any young player, whether you're an amateur in the Premier Division, First Division, under 19s, 15s, 17s, make sure that you've got guarantees from the club that you'll be looked after if you sustain a career-threatening injury. Yeah, we should say as well, we tried to make contact with Limerick. No answer, no return of phone calls as well. And we contacted the FAI for a statement and, and they made no comment. So that's where that's at at the moment too. Sean, for you, um, it's been a long process. We mentioned how much of a weight off your shoulders the gesture from the lads is to pay for the operation. But you're still in the middle of rehab and I love following your, your story on Instagram of, of your rehab that's been done. Last time you were in, you were in a massive knee brace. You're, you're walking now. 
you're back doing something and you see light at the end of the tunnel even though a second operation is needed and it's a long way you're 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 now actively working to get better because you haven't been getting physio at Limerick you're, you're back in Dublin at the moment yeah um yeah so um when when I left you last I was kind of I was in a I was in an okay mindset I'd been through a lot with it and I was kind of adamant you know like I'm gonna make the best of the situation and I kind of went back down to Limerick and my rehab with the physio was kind of limited it was once a week and um there was obstacles there with the uh, club kind of holding back my treatment and stuff like that and um, sessions with the physio and so in the, in the whole with the whole lot of that going on I was also trying to balance a full-time job and I'd been out of work for six weeks so financially I was behind on six weeks wages as well and uh, it was it was a lot it was a lot to deal with doing your own rehab in the morning before work and um, eventually it just kind of to be honest it just broke me down really and um, I was dealing with a lot and I was away from home and um, I just opted to move back to Dublin and um, I wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't an easy time for me and I've moved back up to Dublin and um, I've met with um, SoCo Performance Clinic on Earlsworth Terrace not too far from here on Stevens Green and um, the head physio there that's been working with me Dave Clancy I previously worked with at UCD when I started off my career he um, he's like, gone on to have a great career in physio and uh, he's quite a positive character and he's had a massive influence over the last few weeks for me because uh, although we've been doing a lot of rehab stuff for my knee and um, improving the strengths there uh, mentally he's just he's, he started to shape me back up and I know I'm not not anywhere near where I probably was when I was playing but I'm definitely on the on the right track that way and and he's helped me a lot him um, because I know Dave from his podcast he is a eat sleep um, perform repeat podcast and he's quite a positive character and he's really like implemented that on me as well now over the last few weeks so um, I've started my pre um, ACL uh, rehab in the plans that we're going to have it he's put a timeline in place for me which is what I was lacking and it's it's been it's been a huge boost for me over the last few weeks. And Martin, this just hasn't impacted Sean. You're his dad, his mom, you've got other children, you've got a mortgage, you've got other bills to pay. And again, up until today, that thousand of euro bill was hanging over Sean and the family, which you guys have had to try and deal with as well as, as getting on with your lives, minding the other kids and everything else. Yeah, but you're putting a financial estimate on it. You talk about two operations, um, loss of earnings from the work that he's not been able to go in while he's having the operations and rehab. You're talking about paying for his own physio fees to get over two operations. You're probably looking at a bill total of, of, of 20,000 plus, you know. So it's a substantial amount of money for anybody. But um, leaving the money aside, it's, it's, Sean just wants to get back playing football again. And um, the sooner the better for him. And as it would be for any young player of his age. And if we're in a situation as we are now in this country, this, this day and age, that we can't give proper, proper player welfare care, a fundamental, paramount you know, element of the game, if we can't sort that out, then you know, what, what else can we sort out in the future? I mean, surely every player that takes to the field at the level Sean's been at should know going onto the field that if something happens, he'll be looked after. You know? So if in the future um, there's safeguards put in place, um, for, for that, this not to happen again, well then uh, it'll be worthwhile coming and speaking about it. In the meantime, we're, we're going to work really hard to give Sean the support um, that he needs um, to get him back just playing football again, which he loves. And Sean, we'll finish on that. Um, second operation is in the tracks too. What's your understanding of who, how that will be paid for or what will happen? In the, like Limerick, again, have an obligation for me to do it. They don't return my phone calls. I'm not sure if they return yours. Where is that going to go, do you, do you think? Yeah, no, um, the way it is now is that um, I'm going to look at doing it. Um, maybe some fundraising might be the best way to do it. Looking to get the funds together ourselves. I think um, I've kind of hoped 
over the last few months, as I said, that stuff would get get help and be resolved. And it's come to a, it's come to a, an end really for me now. And I just want to move on with it and try fundraise it ourselves and 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 really get on with just getting that second surgery now. And we want people like the FAI Martin and the people involved in licensing to listen to stories like this. And when Limerick are up for a renewal of their license next year. We hear it all the time, clubs who owe money to different, you know, whether it be a bus company or a kit supplier or a hotel or whatever it is, this is even on the next level. And I think so. Limerick are still playing. They will probably get a licence next year and this is sitting there and no one wants to do anything about it apart. You guys and people who also want to highlight and obviously, of course, Barry and the people from the Supporters Trust. Yeah, who, who knows what the future of football is in the country? Um, but I say, if you can't get player welfare right, then, you know, the, it's, a, it's a big, big issue for me. And... Um, you know, I'd like to think that this doesn't happen again. That Sean Sean does get, you know, um, get back playing soon and um, as soon as he can. And as I said to you, that this, this, the safeguards are there for any young player to take the field that they know they're going to be looked after. Yeah, Sean back playing and Mark, maybe you back managing as well. You've managed in the league before, and the Longford job is free at the moment. The Pats job, you're a former Pats player, and do you have the, the goo to get back in after your, your three previous clubs? Well, I've always had the the, the goo, as you say, Jamie, to go and do as well um, and be a positive impact on any club that I've been involved with. You know, I'm still doing stuff in football outside of the league at the moment. If the right opportunity comes back, then um, yeah, it'd be appealing. You know, I can see your dad back in the dugout, Sean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's got loads to offer. You know, um, he's still a young manager, so it'd be good for, good for him. most clubs. Yeah, I imagine. And I love in the league the way, like, you know, there's different people playing against each other, managing, but you guys are both, you've been Sean's manager at two clubs, and I think, have you managed to get, have you managed, have you played against each other when you were a manager and you were a player? Because you, you were at UCD together and Limerick. I don't think so, no. I don't think so. I think, um, yeah, no, I think I would have been in the first division, well, you would have been at Limerick, so, yeah, I think I was uh, one at the time, so. And what was it like having your dad as your manager? It was fine, it was okay. I mean, like I, I came through the ranks at UCD with probably five or six other lads, Hugh Douglas, Chris Lyons, Dean Clark. We all came up through the same under-19s team and into the first team where I was managing and uh, it was it was fine. It was just, it was natural. Um, it was natural going into the squad and we were aware of the setup. and then obviously the opportunity came up with Limerick as well. Again, went with three or four players that I was familiar with, Paul O'Connor, Dean Clark, Sean Harden. We'd all played together at UCD, so each time I did, I kind of went with bodies that I was used to, and it was it was just quite natural. I understood the way you played the game, and it was the way I enjoyed playing it as well. So it was it was it was good. And you able to shout at your own son on the pitch as, as you would any other player, or, or, or does your yeah, wife go? Don't I, shout at him. I, I, I always try to judge him on his performance like I do any player, but again, just just again, you know what 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 Sean's case has shown again when you're judging players on being equal. You know there is a grey area there between amateur player and, and, and professional player in in, in how. You know how they've got security and you know the, the the strength of the PFA as opposed to an amateur player getting injured. It highlights that, um, and I just want uh, the betterment of the game to to be there in the future. And as I said, um, whether I'm managing Sean or any player, I think player player welfare is paramount in getting things right in in, fo- in the football world in Ireland. Yeah, well said, lads. It wouldn't be a great story as well for Martin back in the dugout and Sean back playing maybe on the same team. That will be brilliant. Now, thanks a million for coming in. You're welcome, Jamie. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball.